welcome back to another episode of Three Spoopy Five Me. It's Emery here with a special guest, my twin. Hello, hello. <laughs> this is Miss Heather. She's she's not really my twin, but close enough. I mean, six days apart. Six days apart. We look like each other. We both had very similar backgrounds. As in, I was March 2nd, you're March... 9th, so seven days. Seven days. Same year, both from small towns, both pretty gothic. (laughs) Again, we look alike. She's like a half foot taller than me almost, though. (laughs) This is true. This is true. I got the height. She's got the height. But we once dressed up as the Boondock Saint twins for a convention, and I took a picture of her, sent it to my family, and was like, hey guys, what do you think of my costume? They're like, we love it. And they're like, that's not me. (laughs) And they're like, no, you're lying. I'm like, no, that's not me. Here I am, and sent them a real picture of me, and they're like, oh. (laughs) that's, That's a thing now. So, we just really hit it off when we first met, too, which is really cool. Yeah. And then we started hanging out, and then she moved away. I'm only three hours away. Three hours is still a long drive. This is true. This is true. This is very true. But she's in town tonight, so I figured, let's do a podcast about twins. So let's fuck it up. Twins! (laughs) Twins! And so, I couldn't really find any supernatural twin stories. So, what did I do? I did a cop-out, and I went to Reddit. Because Reddit is a lifesaver. And I found some really cool twin stories that were posted there. I'm like, twins, twins, let's do it. Everything's a twin today. And then for our true crime, we also have twins there, too. What is so wrong, honey? (laughs) My cat Emily is just giving me the dirtiest look ever. You're fine. She's concerned. She's always concerned, as she should be. (laughs) Alright, well, introduction's over. Let's go ahead and do a deep dive into twins. All right, so the first one is called Twins Predict Disappearance from M underscore Blim on Reddit. This is a story my ma'am, M-A-M, my ma'am has told me, as my twin and I were too young at the time to remember. When my twin sister and I were really little, maybe three or four, we were walking to nursery school with our mom one day each holding one of her hands. We would take turns talking to her when we walked like this as we couldn't hear one another. Let's take turns so we can make sure we're hearing each other. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that's a thing. Sure. That's a thing. We were friends with another pair of twins both boys, and would regularly go to their house to play while our moms would talk over coffee. This particular day, on the way to the nursery, I had asked my mom what was wrong with the boy's father. She replied that nothing was wrong, and why was I asking? 
I said no reason. Immediately afterwards, my twin sister asked the same thing. <laughs> my mom thought it strange, but just a typically strange twin moment. At nursery, the twin boys and their mom weren't there on this particular day. When my mom got home after dropping us off, she called their house. Apparently, the boy's father had gone missing in the night and hadn't returned home. What? Yeah. <laughs> and there's no conclusion to say if he was found or anything. They just said, hey, this is what happened. So we don't know what happened. No, that was the end? That was the end. Bull. The end. But why? Why you do, Reddit? Reddit, god damn it. I need to know. I need to know, did they find him alive? Did they find his corpse in the woods? I know, like, was it just a drunk night like, out? Like, did he just have an affair and fall asleep and forget to come home? Like, we need answers. <laughs> M. Blem from Reddit, if you're listening. Help. I, help. We have an email at 3spoopy5mepodcast at gmail.com. Contact us. We gotta find out. We need to know. We need to know. Ugh. What's next? Does it have a good ending? Or, well, maybe not a good ending, but an actual ending? It's an actual ending. Okay. okay. Woman sees twins' ghost the day he died. What? Ew. From okay. Sweet Ragnarok. <laughs> okay both sides of my oh Ooh, no <laughs> it's fine both sides of my family have twins my mom's family having a high success rate of twins or triplets and my mom has a fraternal twin whom she was close to who joined the army the night before he was about to go back home to his wife and family a general asked him to accompany him for a ride it turned out the locals planned an ambush, and my uncle was shot in the back of the head by militants. Aww. Mom won't elaborate, but suggest, but suggestion says it was execution style. The same day my uncle died, my mom was fixing something in the kitchen when the glass she was holding shattered. It only left the rim intact. Looking up, she saw her brother at the corner of the room. She later got a call that her brother was dead. Dang. Dun, dun, dun! Okay. Okay. Okay, I guess. Twins predict motorcycle crash. Ooh. From Teddy underscore, that's my name. When I was nine, my identical twin sister and I were sitting on our front lawn right by the road pitching acorns across into our neighbor's yard. <laughs> You darn kids. <laughs> just gonna throw these acorns. They just have like this stockpile of acorns. And they're just hawking them. Chucking them across the road. Chucking them across into the neighbor's yard. And the neighbor's like, God damn it. What? Like, that's a way. That's, that's an activity. It is. We saw a motorcycle. Motor. <laughs> motorcycle. I'm from Canada. <laughs> saw a motorcycle coming down the road from very far away, and we both looked at each other and said, it's going to crash. There was no reason for us to think this, 
but for some reason we were both positive of this fact. We raced onto the porch and grabbed the telephone so we could call for help. Just as we came back out, the motorcycle crashed in the exact same spot we had been sitting. So, oh, they were in the front lawn and the motorcycle went onto the lawn. Who shit. Oh. We would have been killed had we stayed there. The guy on the bike was okay and was able to drive away. Still, I can't believe explain this weird shared premonition. Dang. It's gonna crash. <laughs> when we look at each other on the flight to Ireland. <laughs> you show your face. <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> no. It's mm -mm. gonna crash. But by then it'll be like there'll be dinghies attached to the plane where if we try to crash in the sea, it'll just turn into a boat. Like the inf not the dinghies, the inflators on the <laughs> stop looking at me like that. The inflators, like an inflatable vest. Yeah, like a life vest, but for a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Got a dang raft up in here. And then we just row our way to oh <laughs> <laughs> You just see this plane going dong, dong, dong across the ocean. And like almost skipping and then all of a sudden whoosh bright yellow life vest for the plane. And people are like, oh, damn Americans again. Oh, God. <laughs> Sarah, they're back at it again. <laughs> I feel like you're not wrong, though. I mean, that might be a thing. Twin predicts his sibling's death. What? Why? I don't know. It's just there. Reddit, why are you not happy with the predictions? I don't know. It's from... What? <laughs> it's my whole life. What? What? To do. <laughs> not myself, but my uncle had a twin. My grandma said the day his twin got lost, he was very upset. He woke up in the middle of the night and ran to, his, ran to her crying that his twin was dead. They found his body in the ditch the next morning. Apparently, it was a hit and run. The time of death was eerily close to the time my uncle woke up his mother. I mean, that all kind of makes sense, though, because twins are supposed to be kind of linked. Mm-hmm. So, and even if it's someone that's not your twin, but someone you've spent so much of your life with and been uh -huh. that close to someone, you have some kind of either electrical or psychological, some kind of connection with them where you would feel a loss. Mm hmm It's kind of like... <laughs> it's kind of... Where's this going? <laughs> it's kind of like when people with uteruses... Sink. Sink up on their periods. Yes. <laughs> That's the same Biology, man. Yeah. <laughs> Insert little John. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my God. No, no, no. Well, here's 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 a good one for you. It ends well. It's a small one. Predicting twins' phone call from Skunk seventy three. Skunk. 
skunk. What's up, skunk? Skunk. <laughs> My dad always knew when his twin brother was going to call. Hey, get that phone, will you? It's not ringing, Dad. Phone rings ten seconds later. Blew my mind every time. That's kind of cool. That's be like, bit. That's kind of like what happened this weekend. <laughs> that's true because I was already planning on coming here, and then you messaged me and said, "Hey, what days are you off this weekend?" Because I planned on driving up there to go do the podcast with you, and then you're like, "Dude, I'm gonna be in town." Hell's yeah. Menstruation cycles. <laughs> but is it though? But is it? Is it? Twins see the same apparition. Oh. From D. H. Risher. Risher. That was a very aggressive Risher. It was. Risher. Okay. My sister and I were being given a bath by my mom when we were around three years old. We both pointed to the top corner of the room. My ass, my ass, my mom asked. <laughs> my, I want my own ass. I want my own ass. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. My mom asked, what is it? We replied, it's the lady. She's smiling. My mom was shit scared to turn around. <laughs> uh, I would be, too. That's like, dude, kids. Like, uh-uh, kid. Mm-mm. Kids, whether they're twins or not, are fucking scary sometimes. Like, my oldest nephew, every time, because I helped, like, him when he was a baby, so my sister could work, and her, I was going to say her brother-in-law, I mean my brother-in-law. Your brother-in-law. Her <laughs> husband. That husband could work. And every time I change his diaper in our old house, because I lived in the same trailer that they did. Would he look over your shoulder like a freaking creeper? Yeah. Yes. Babies are freaking weird. Yes, they are. I'm like, why? What are you looking at? Or he like he would track something. I'm like, it's bouncing. I'm like, and you're scared to look behind you because you're I like, I'm about look. to die. I'm in a horror movie right I'm now. I'm gonna die. I'm the babysitter. This is how I go. People are like, have kids. It's so much fun. Bitch, no, it's terrifying. No, it's terrifying. They see ghosts, they see spirits, they see shit. Also, they poop and they pee so much. Yes. And I'm not paying for that. <laughs> That's my hang up with babies. <laughs> That's it. Not that they grow into full-fledged humans that you have to take care of. I don't want that responsibility. Like, But the poop and the pee. And the ghosts. And the ghost. Those that's where I draw the line. That's the line. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna take care of this kid until they're eighteen, maybe longer. But the ghosts, the poop and the pee. No, nope, that's why I'm not doing it. But then there's the cats. But at least the cats go in one spot and I don't have to change their diapers. It's true. You just gotta scoop their litter. Scoop it so you don't throw it, because you guys are jerks. Yep. Because cat. Because cats do what cats do. Truth. Mother of twins remembers telepathic connections from T Sim one two three four five. Yep. My mom strongly believes in twin telepathy due to things she experienced with my older identical brothers were young. Many things happened, but I'll share two. When they were three, she was feeding one brother, E, while the other, D, napped. E started struggling to get out of his high chair, calling out his twin brother's name. It made my mom suspicious. 
When she went to check on him, she found the window to his bedroom open. He was laying in bed, but to this day, we don't know if someone had opened the window to harm my sleeping brother. Dang. Lock your windows. For reals. Something. Ooh. Or get a screen. What if it was locked? <gasps> the plot thickens. That's why I say no babies. Whenever it turns into true crime. <laughs> Another time, my mom decided to test their telepathy. <laughs> All right, mom. <laughs> Mom's going to take the show on the road. Their mom is Nancy Drew now. Come on, boys. Mama needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what card do you have in your hand? It's like fucking Vankman from the beginning of Ghostbusters. Is that a star? Shows a square. Yes! No. No, it's not. My grandma had taken E camping and D couldn't go because he had poison ivy. My mom told D that they had to pick up E because had fallen out of a tree and was hurt. To which D responded, no, he's okay, mama. My mom said, how do you know? D responded, because I feel his magnet. That's interesting. I feel his magnet. He's fine. He didn't fall down yet, mom. It's fine. Hmm. His magnet. They explain things interestingly, though. Twin rescue sister from sleep paralysis. <sighs> from not underscore the underscore sun. S-U-U-N. My sister and I are identical. We live about ten miles apart, and one night I was experiencing sleep paralysis. During the dream, my sister shook me awake and we talked for half an hour before we finally calmly fell, fell asleep. The next morning, I woke up and started talking to her and realized she wasn't ever with me that night. Instead, she was at her house. Instantly, she calls me and tells me a weird dream she had and how she woke me up from a night terror. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Dream children. Dream. Got some Nightmare on Elm Street stuff happening. Uh, no, I don't even want to talk about how that traumatized me as a child. Oh, Like, no, we saw the first one. Little rabbit here. I saw the first one on accident because my sister was watching it when I got home from a friend's house. And she was with her boyfriend or one of her friends. And it was on in the main, main TV area. Yeah. Well, it freaked me out because it was... When Johnny Depp got sucked into the bed... And the blood just... It freaked me out because I didn't want to go to bed. I didn't want to lay down on the couch. I wanted to stand. I got too freaked out to sit down in a chair. I slept on the railing banister that night. So, to kind of put that in perspective, so we had stairs that mm -hmm. went up to my bedroom. Yeah. And my other siblings bedrooms there was a long pole going from the ceiling to the floor for the stairs and there was a big block railing there was no like little in between things where you could stick your head through and stuff it was just one solid panel mm -hmm. so I got on top of the banister wrapped around the pole and went to bed and I slept there Aww. 
because I was fucking traumatized by goddamn Johnny Depp dying! I mean, no lie, the first one, like, especially as a kid, it's a little scary. Like, after that... I was, like, 12. Meh. I was hung up on Pokemon and Digimon and wanted to be a Power Ranger. I didn't need this traumatic shit in my life. <laughs> Fair. Just let me have this. Oh, where? There it is. Okay. Twins remember non-existent vent from Kobe's. Spelled C zero B E E S. Kobe's what you got? Like Kobe, but not. <laughs> there was. Oh. A... Anyways. <laughs> I had a moment there. Leave me alone. There was a specific air vent in our room that my twin and I both remember that one day just disappeared. I remember the day we realized it was gone. My twin was telling me about a dream that he had about smoke coming out of the air vent. I said, the other, the one over there, and points towards one of the vents, the one, oh my god, that spit, not hair. Leave Bro. Me leave me alone. I said, the one over there, and pointed towards one of the vents, the one that still exists. He said, no, the other one. We looked towards the other one, but it was gone. We asked my mom about it later, and her reaction was basically, there's never been a vent there. Me and my twin both had specific memories of laying on top of the vent when we were hot. There was a shelf above it, and sometimes our cat would jump up there and knock the shelf onto us. We would, why would we lay there so often under a shelf we knew might fall on us if there was no vent. That's weird. That's weird, bro. I don't like that. That's fucking weird. Sorry, Emily. Poor baby. Twins in different cities share connection. From Flannel Cat's channel. Yes. I want that channel. So... My twin sister and I are weirdly identical. I don't think there's a weirdly identical versus a rather identical. I don't know how that works. I guess if you're identical, but you're like... Like the Shining Twins? Extra identical? The Shining Twins. Yeah. Are weirdly identical, especially for not having lived in the same state for almost 10 years. Okay, let, I should have just finished that sentence. <laughs> Shut up. I said nothing. I said nothing. I just grabbed the blanket. Okay. Oh god, I lost it. There have been several times where we visited one another to find we were wearing the same outfit. When she came for Christmas, I picked her up at the airport and we had the same jacket, the same shirts, in different colors at least, and the same pants on. Her daughter was wearing the same sweatshirt as one of my daughters as well. We bought the same street same sheets, the same toys for each other's kids, the same gift for each other's birthday. When my twin sister got pregnant, I knew before she told me. I kept dreaming she had a kid. We were talking on the phone, and I jokingly brought up that I thought she was pregnant because of my dreams. She was! <laughs> Bitch, more accurate than accuracy one. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. You don't need no pregnancy test. You got a twin. Oh, I feel it. It's the baby. It's the boy. No, wait. That's just gas. Never mind. <laughs> Common misconception. Common. 
She'd only learned a few uh, days before. <laughs> And she and my brother-in-law were waiting to tell people. We always seem to know when something bad has happened, especially something big has happened, especially something bad. She knew something was up before I told her I was leaving my ex. I knew something was wrong before she confided in me about some health problems. Bitch, we psychically connect. You gonna die. Stay away from toaster ovens. What? There's no explanation. No, no, no explanation. Just stay away from toaster ovens and give me 20 bucks for that advice. Nah. Nah, bro, nah. I don't even have a toaster oven. <laughs> Calm down. Oh my god, this is terrifying. Okay. Twin experiences her sister's pregnancy physically. <gasps> from Jay's Jammy. No. No. That's like, ooh. Mm-mm. My sister's pregnant too often for that shit. What? Like a phantom pregnancy? Almost. I think. Let's see. (laughs) Read on. (laughs) Read on. My twin and I can feel physical things that the other goes through. If one of us is sick, sometimes the other gets symptoms. One day, I drank a lot and my sister woke up with a hangover the next day. She hadn't been drinking at all. Dang. Damn it, Sarah, quit drinking. I'm not. It's Cecilia. She's in AA. Leave her alone. She's doing her best. <laughs> I don't know who they are. Poor Sarah and Cecilia. I hope they get the help they need. <laughs> Probably the biggest one is that each time she would get pregnant, I would know first. When she was newly pregnant with my niece, I was walking through the store and couldn't stop dry heaving. (laughs) Everything in the store was making me sick and I knew it wasn't me. I went home and called her and told her to take a test. She said she didn't think she was pregnant. She'd been trying for ages with no luck. The next day she came over to my house for a surprise to tell me I was going to be an aunt. (laughs) But can you imagine just... (gasps) Oh, a fresh pound of <laughs> Oh, look, at there's the job. Oh, close to the seafood. Ah! I need to leave. No, ma'am. That's awful. That would suck. What? <laughs> Brother's leg cramp coincided with twin surgery. <laughs> That's a bit much. All From right, you pushing it. Ilforn. Ilforn, we you pushing it. Ilforn. When we were young, I broke my leg playing hide and seek. While my parents were with me for some of the surgery to fix my leg, my brother was left with some family friends. Suddenly, my brother screamed out in pain. Apparently, his leg was cramping. They knew the time, and it was the same exact minute they began cutting into my leg miles away. I'm gonna... I don't usually call bullshit... The leg cramp. But it's leg cramp. He's having a leg cramp at the same exact minute, at the same exact time, on the same exact day. It's inconspicuous. Not inconspicuous. (laughs) That's not the fucking word. I 
don't think that word means what you think it means. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. It's a bit far-fetched. A bit. Far-fetched. A bit. A bit. Just a bit. Far-fetched. Far-fetched. They spoke... Okay, this one's kind of creepy. They spoke without speaking. Mm. I'm not... From Toastin' Eggs. Toasting eggs, breakfast time. Hey. I'm not sure if it's because we were twins, but I remember when I was little, my sister would sometimes sleep in my room just for fun. Okay. She had cerebral palsy and could not stand up, sit, stand, sit up, speak, or even chew solid foods. She was always on her back or in a wheelchair and was too fed through her belly button. She could only make noises or blink to have any communication. One remember, w- I, one rem- I remember one night the lights were out and she was on a mattress on the floor beside me. Was having, was a hazard having her on a high bed in case she fell. Anyway, we were just lying there and I was talking away for probably over an hour before we fell asleep. She would respond by making noises. We had full on hour long conversations w- with each other in a way that we could banter back and forth. It seemed natural and made sense to me that I could pick up that type of response she had by her noises. It's probably not unexplainable, but it's sort of cool to me. I mean, I have a friend whose sister had that. And, like, they I don't, would full on... Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily just a twin thing. I think, like, if you have someone in your life that has a disability like that, and you're around them all the time, you learn... Their way of communication. Their way of communication. Yeah. It might not be the same speaking that we do, or that, like, the vast majority of the population does, mm-hmm. but that's still their way of communicating. They have kind of a language of their own. Mm-hmm. You pick up on, like, subtle body movements and things like that, too. Mm-hmm. Just the longer you're around somebody. Yeah. Like, it's not that craze craze. No. A twin language, all their own. Honestly, that's just us making noises at each other and somehow we know what the other means. This is true. This is true. We've done this many times in front of people and they're like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. What the crap is happening. What just happened? I'm like, we just decided where to go. Yep. (laughs) For dinner. We getting pizza. We getting pizza, bitch. From Alice and Dorothy. Alright. My twin and I don't have twin telepathy, but my parents claim that we had our own kind of language until about age five. I guess she was pretty concerned for a little while because my sister's speech was so delayed and she wouldn't interact with anyone else. My brother tells us it was incredibly creepy because we would string together all these strange sounds and express reactions to one another, but no one else had any clue what we were saying. (laughs) Yep. It us. Same. I mean, again, that's not necessarily a twin thing. I know a lot of kids that were, like, best friends with each other that made up their own languages. Oh, yeah. I mean, fucking C.S. Lewis did it for fun and made a whole entire... No, it's not C.S. Lewis. Get out. Get out right now. No, it's my house. That is Tolkien. I know. I said it in the moment I said it. regret. Instant regret is Mr. Tolkien. 
Jack. <laughs> it was Tolkien that did that for fun, and he put it into his books. Yeah, because he made a... Well, because he was a linguist. Yeah, that's that was his profession. And then, well, he was a soldier in the war, and then he went to Oxford. The and... First World War. Yes. Making sure. Oh. Uh, people are listening, we must explain. <laughs> if they know about his timeline of his life, I feel like they can I mean, they even have a movie coming out. out called Tolkien. It already came out, and it, it was only out. in fucking select theaters, and I didn't get to see it. Oh. I hate that. I'll just get it whenever it comes out on, like, Blu-ray or Something streaming. like that. I'll have to do it that way. Because, like... <sighs> Movie night! Hell yeah! Yes. Anyways. <laughs> You're not invited. You can't come to our movie night, listener. Not for you. I mean, maybe. Depending. Let us know who you are. We might get a group together. We, we gotta make sure you're cool first. <laughs> gotta be part of the cool patrol. <laughs> Shut up! Maybe not with that name. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Twins share mysterious childhood laughter. From Hellstorm 40 40K. Silence. <laughs> My identical twin and I would lay in bed. When we were young, and for no reason, laugh in perfect unison every night. No! No! That is exactly a big reason why no to children. Fair. Why are you laying in the middle of the night laughing with your twin for no reason in perfect unison? I would get the holy water or something in like a little spray bottle and go, knock that shit off. Go bed. This is why I don't have kids. <laughs> I feel like you would have like a super soaker or something that you would yeah. just like stand in the doorway. In their nose. Oh no. Because they moved and it's their own fault. <laughs> okay. Poor hypothetical children. Poor hypothetical children. I mean... You don't have kids. I don't have kids. I don't want kids. I have cats. They're sassy enough for me. Yep. Those are the end of the stories I looked up. Alright. So you know what that time means. Break time! Break time! Break time! Break time! Line up, line up. Time to go outside. But we're not going outside because it's gross outside. No, it's like soup outside. Hot, it literally feels soup. like a wet sheet. Ew. Ugh. Like not a hot water or cold water, just gross sun-baked water. Soaked sheet is thrown over your face as you walk outside. Pretty much. It's awful. But it's a break for you guys. It might be a week or something for us. I don't know. Sometimes these things get weird. We've already experienced this. So... In a few minutes for you guys, we'll be right back.
first half. Mystical twins doing their mystical things. Are you ready for the true crime part of Twins Gone Crazy? Yes. It's it's kind of like Girls Gone Crazy, but less nudity and more violence. Girls Gone Wild? Girls Gone... There we go. Girls Gone Wild. Twins Gone Wild. They about to kill everybody. Spring Break Edition. Ayo! Murders in Cabo! <laughs> Aww. Alright, so we're going to talk about the Erickson Twins. It's fun. I promise. It's fucking weird as hell, which makes it fun. So, Sabina Erickson and her identical twin sister, Ursula Erickson, were born in Sweden on November 3rd, 1967. And they grew up in that place that I can't pronounce because it's Swedish. Okay. It's hard. Do you want... I don't know Ikea. The... <laughs> That one. This. Soon Varmland? Soon Varmland! Probably means sunny farmland. Oh my god, I cracked the code! (laughs) Yes! Come at me, PewDiePie! (laughs) He's Swedish! (laughs) I don't know. Okay. It's fine. (laughs) We're both tired and had half a bottle of wine each. We're good. This is fucking Swedish as hell. They had an older sister named Mona and an older brother named Bjorn. <laughs> Bjorn is taking us to <laughs> market. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is this is like the first episode with the German accents. This is gonna go all wrong. All wrong. Fine. I'm just gonna start singing "The Hills Are Alive" with the sound of music. That wasn't Sweden, that was Austria. They were in the Alps. They were in Austria, though. It's fine, it's close to... <laughs> Do it flat! There's a little divisional line! <laughs> in their youth, <laughs> there was no apparent history of mental health issues or criminal convictions by the year 2000, Ursula was living in the U.S. while Sabina was living in Mallow Cor- County, Cork, Ireland. Oh, that's near where my boyfriend's from. Oh, that's cool. I guess. Oh, no. <laughs> Too much coincidence. Too much coincidence. But he had moved by then already, I think. Hmm. I gotta talk to him about this. We'll be right back. <laughs> no, 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 no. I promise. It'll be a later edition. Email me if you want to know at 3spoopy5mepodcast at gmail.com. Another shameless, irrelevant plug. Yee. Hmm. So, Sabina lived in Ireland with her partner and children, two children. Ursula visited Sabina in May of 2018, but for reasons that were unclear, the suddenly inseparable sisters secretly departed Sabina's home for Liverpool, England. Probably traveling by ferry, they arrived in Liverpool at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday and quickly went to St. Anne Street Police Station, apparently in order to report safety concerns over Sabina's, over the safety of Sabina's children. Now this is Sabina and Ursula going 
to England, a different country. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat <laughs> to a different country to report they had concerns over the safety of Sabina's children. So she left her children in one country and went to another. So they didn't have the children with them? And nope. it wasn't like supported, like, nope. reporting safety on the boat? Like, nope. They went to a different country. Okay. Sends children to report about the safety of her children. That she left in the other country. That she left in the other country. <laughs> okay. Because that makes sense. It is unclear why they thought this could not have been reported in Ireland. <laughs> but the Liverpool police did contact Dublin. Because it's like right by... Dublin is like... It's kind of like... I'm trying to think of the... It's kind of like New York City. I was trying to think of the best thing. It's got boroughs. Oh, okay. And uh, my boyfriend's from a... Auburn, uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Auburn Mills, Auburn Hills. I always remember it kind of mostly because of Arbor Mist. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> hmm. But that's where he's from, so he just always says he's from Dublin. So whenever you say you're from like one of the boroughs, like you're not actually from Dublin, but you're from one of those boroughs, but you just say Dublin because you're in a suburb. You in a suburb. After that long explanation of, you're not in the thing, but you're in the thing, so you just say you're in the thing, the thing. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> they did contact Dublin to follow up with the request, learning that Sabina had had a fight with her partner the previous night. Oh. At around 11.30 that morning, again, for reasons unknown, the pair then boarded a National Express coach headed to London. So this is a bus. I gotta report my children are missing. Or, not missing, in danger. In Ireland. So I gotta go to England. And now I gotta go to London. On a bus. <laughs> a police report stated that the twins suddenly disembarked from the bus at Heel Services, a motorway service station, as they were not feeling well. The driver of the bus, however, said he left him at Keel Services, even though it was not a scheduled rest stop. Isn't London in England? Yes, but it's a different part of England, because they went to Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool, okay. I went you. from the Mallow to, in Ireland, to Liverpool, Liverpool to London. London. There okay. We're going all over the place here. We're going on a road trip. <laughs> So, he left them there, even though it wasn't a scheduled stop, at around 1 p.m. after becoming suspicious of their erratic behavior. He noted the twins clinging to their bags tightly and did not let them reboard because they refused to let him search their bags for illegal items. I mean, you got these crazy twins on your bus, acting all sorts of cracked out, yeah. hugging their bags. They won't let you see what's in their bags. Yeah, bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. The manager of the service station was informed and also feeling suspicious of the pair's demeanor, movements, and fixations on their bags. She called the police. Officers arrived to talk to them, but left after saying the women seemed harmless. <laughs> they feel really dumb now, let me tell you. 
As seen on closed-circuit television cameras, the pair departed the services on foot and began to walk down the central reservation of the M6 before attempting to cross it. The M6 BT dubs, for those who don't know, is a fucking major highway in England. So it's like an interstate highway. We're gonna cross it on foot. Yeah, you know, intelligent things. Yes. It gets worse. I don't know if you say worse or weirder. Causing chaos to the traffic and picking up minor injuries in the attempt. Sabina had been struck by a seat Leon. Their elder brother claimed in Swedish newspaper that his sisters were fleeing from maniacs who were chasing them. Okay. It's in the whole family now. <laughs> Highway agency officers responded to the incident and police from the Central Motorway Police Group were called to assist. The police were accompanied by a small television crew who happened to be filming motorway cops. <laughs> so it's basically the English version of bad boy, bad boy, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when the come for you, bad boy, bad boy. <laughs> Standing on the north direction, hard shoulder of the motorway, the police were being appraised of the situation when, without warning, Ursula broke free and ran into the side of an oncoming Mercedes-Benz. Not the Mercedes. <laughs> she ran, It's a Mercedes-Benz Actros, a 2546 articulated lorry traveling at about 56. She ran into a fucking semi going, who was going about 60. I... She's still alive. <laughs> but like... That's the crazy... Keeps you alive. Sabina then... <laughs> now this is what Ursula did. So Sabina then quickly followed her into the road and was hit on by a Volkswagen Polo driving at a high... <laughs> what is happening? At a high speed. Traveling... Oh, God. Both survived. Ursula was immobilized as Lori had crushed her legs. <laughs> I mean... And Sabina spent 15 minutes unconscious. The pair were treated by paramedics. However, Ursula resisted medical aid by spitting, scratching, and screaming. Ursula told the policeman restraining her. Now this is the one that got her legs crushed. I recognize you. I know you're not real. <laughs> I know you're not real. And Sabina, now conscious, the one that got hit by the regular car... <laughs> now conscious shouted, they're going to steal your organs. <laughs> to the surprise of the police. Man. <laughs> to the surprise of the police, Sabina got to her feet, despite attempts to persuade her to stay on the ground. She started screaming for help and calling for the police, even though they were already there. <laughs> Then, there's more. Hit an officer in the face before running back into traffic on the other side of the motorway. <laughs> Man, they're having a rough day. Who, the emergency workers or the twins? Yes. 
Yes! Just everybody. Everybody. Emergency workers and several members of the public caught up with her, restrained her, and carried her to a waiting ambulance, at which point she was hung, handcuffed and sedated. Given the similarities in their behaviors, a suicide pact or drug use was quickly suspected. Ursula was taken to hospital by air ambulance. Sabina was taken to a hospital where, despite her ordeal and apparent lack of concern over her sister's injuries, she soon became calmer and controlled and was released five hours later. Into police custody, at least. She remained relaxed, and while being processed, she stole little... Oh my god, what just happened to my head? Mm. In police custody, she remained relaxed, and while being processed, she told an officer, We say in Sweden that an accident rarely comes alone. Usually at least one more follows, maybe two. Okay, scary witch lady that tried to run into traffic. Hey, Notre Dame's. Knock it off. <laughs> On May 19th, 2008... Sabina was released from court without a full psychiatric evaluation, having pleaded guilty to the charges of trespass on the motorway and hitting a police officer. Damn! If you hit a police officer here in the U.S., you're gonna die. You will probably die. Whether it is in the management of the arrest or in the jail. Oh, yeah. But there, she... She got nothing. The court sentenced <laughs> the court sentenced her to one day in custody. One day in custody for this nonsense, which she had been deemed to have served, having spent a full night in police custody. So she went to jail for a night. They're like, okay, that's enough. Go home. Stop acting a fool. Get some rest. Get some rest. Good day. Now this is Sabina. There's a reason these people are going to be kicking themselves. Ursula. Poor legs got crushed in a lorry accident because she ran head on into it. So she's in the hospital. So she's kind of She can't. She's in medical. She's in medical. And then Sabina gets out after a night in the drunk tank. Basically. Leaving court, Sabina began to wander the streets of Stoke-on-Trent, trying to locate her sister in the hospital and carrying her possessions in a clear plastic bag given to her by police. What the hell? How did this happen? She was also wearing her sister's green top. How do you get that switched? What? What? Interesting. Ugh. That's so fucking weird. At 7 p.m., two local men spotted Sabina while walking a dog on Christchurch Street in Fenton. One of the men was 54-year-old Glenn Hollenshed, a self-employed welder, qualified paramedic, and former Royal Air Force Airman. And the other was his friend. (laughs) This, your long, elaborate title. And his friend. And his friend, Peter. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Sabina appeared friendly and stroked the dog as the three struck up. That's a nice dog. Can I pet your dog? Oh, puppy. I just got out of the hospital in police custody because I ran into traffic. But pup. But puppy. 
although friendly, <laughs> Sabina appeared to be behaving nervously, which worried Malloy. Sabina asked the two men for directions to any nearby beds and breakfasts or hotels. Holinshed took pi- This is a thing, a lesson learned. Don't let strange people carrying plastic bags from the police station into your home. I'm sorry, did that need to be a lesson? For Glenn Holinshed. Holinshed, nah. Holinshed took pity upon her and instead offered to take her back to his house at nearby Duke Street. Maybe he was, like, hoping for some crazy nookie. Sir, I feel like this does not end well for you. It does not. (laughs) Sabina accepted and relaxed as she began to relate how she was trying to locate her hospitalized sister. Back at the house, over drinks or back at the his house over drinks her awkward behavior continued by constantly getting up and looking out the window leading malloy to assume that she had run away from an abusive partner she appeared paranoid too most notably offering the men cigarettes only to snatch them quickly out of their mouths claiming they may be poisoned here are these cigarettes would you like a cigarette no don't actually smoke that it's poisoned but it might be poisoned don't do it (laughs) bitch you just gave it to us Shortly before midnight, Malloy left and Sabina stayed the night. The next day, around midday, Holinshed called his sister regarding local hospitals in order to locate Sabina's sister, Ursula. At 7.40 p.m., while a meal was being prepared, Holinshed left the house to ask a neighbor for tea bags, then went back inside. One minute later, he staggered back outside, now bleeding, and told the neighbor, She stabbed me before collapsing to the ground and quickly dying from his injuries. How many times did she stab him? I don't know. Did she just hit some vital spots? Let's take a seat. As the neighbor dialed 999, which is 911 for England, Britain people, Sabina fled the premises and was caught on the run by nearby CCTV. She ran out of the house with the hammer, periodically hitting herself over the head with it. What? (laughs) A passerine... Passing motorists saw this and decided to tackle to tackle her in an attempt to control the hammer. My God, Breton! Oh, what's that? What's that uh, young lady doing? She's hitting herself in the head with the hammer. I've got to tackle her and control that hammer. Oh, you got a linebacker? What's going on? <laughs> Maybe he plays rugby. 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 Or soccer. Or. Football. But it's not football over there. It's soccer. No, it's football over there, but soccer here. And what do they call what we call football? Football. 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 American football. Oh, it's unfortunate. Unfortunate. I vote for rugby. Rugby is dangerous and terrifying. I know, but he would be good at tackling. <laughs> <laughs> I played rugby once in my life. I got a fractured nose. I'm not doing it again. Dang. And I was in high school. It was supposed to be just a fun game of rugby at school. It's never just a fun rugby at school. When you, when you go to a small town school and the only people in your weightlifting class are uh, bros from the... Football team. You get the fractured nose. You get the fractured nose because someone throws an elbow and all of a sudden you're 
coach is yelling, Compton, if you get this next goal, the other team has to run 100 laps around the gym. And so what happens? They get me the ball. What happens? I scream and throw it into the air as I'm tackled and get an elbow to the face. And then my coach then replies, Compton, I think your nose is looking straighter. I'm like, I'm bleeding. <laughs> Can I go to the nurse? He's like, how many fingers am I holding up? He's like, I'm like, fingers. <laughs> He's like, go to the nurse. Someone go with her so she doesn't die on the way there. I was just, well, when you get hit in the head, you don't necessarily get a concussion. You just get kind of confused because there's suddenly a lot going on and your face is bleeding. And you're like, I think I need to go see someone. <laughs> My nose is running with blood. Help. Send help. Anyways, rugby man tackles her to the ground. Oh my god. Well, wrestling with him, Sabina screamed and took a tile roof out of her pocket. What? <laughs> she took a tile, a roof tile, out of her pocket and struck him on the back of the head with it. Stunning him to... What is she... She got like a fucking... Mary Poppins bag for pants? Something. Jesus H. Christ. Got a whole toolbox in there with building supplies and everything. I gotta build this roof, fuck off. Got the hammer. Got the roof tile. Goddamn. What'd she stab the guy with? I don't know, probably a knife. Or a spoon. <laughs> it's dull, you twitched a hatch more. Name that movie. Anyways, by the time paramedics had found her and gave chase, the pursuit ended on Heron Cross. When Sabina jumped from a 12-meter, a.k.a. 40-foot bridge, onto another highway, breaking both ankles and fracturing her skull in the fall. Imagine that. Car didn't take her out, but goddamn that bridge did. Not completely. Yeah. It did enough. On June 6, 2008, she was arrested while recovering at a hospital, University Hospital in North Staffordshire. 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 And was discharged in a wheelchair on September 11th, 2008. <laughs> Don't give me that look! No! No! It's what it did! At which point she was taken into custody and charged with murder. Can you imagine? We just have got to charge this wheelchair-bound lady with murder. Yeah. <laughs> you just hear her from herself. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> Instead of pacing back and forth, she's just wheeling back and forth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so she's charged with murder. Her sister, Ursula, was also released from the hospital in September and relocated uneventfully back to Sweden and then the U.S. The trial was scheduled for February 9th, but was adjourned after the court encountered difficulties in obtaining her me medical records from Sweden. The trial was scheduled to start on the 1st of September 9th. Sabina pleaded guilty to manslaughter and diminished, with diminished responsibility on September 2nd. 
of 2009, having stabbed her victim five times with a kitchen knife. That's how many times, and that's what she stabbed him with. Thanks for the answers. You're welcome. I need answers to this! At no point during her interrogation or during the trial did she explain her actions, only replying no comment to extensive police questioning. Why did you do this? No comment. Ma'am, do you know this, sir? No comment. No comment. How many fingers am I holding up? No comment. No comment. Who am I? No comment! Who are you? No comment. <laughs> Similarly, at no time was the video from the M6 used in evidence in the court. Both the prosecution and defense claimed that Sabina was insane at the time of the killing, although she had become sane again by the time of her trial. The defense counsel in the trial claimed that Erickson was a secondary sufferer of foil, a deux, Influenced by the presence or perceived presence of her twin sister, the primary sufferer. The court also heard that she had suffered from a rare psychiatric disorder, which made her hear voices, but could not interpret what they said. As well as an alternative theory that she had suffered from acute polymorphic delusional disorder. Her plea was accepted by the prosecution at Nor Nottingham Crown Court, on September 2nd, 2010. So this took two years. Dang. Why does this take so long? Because court systems suck. God damn. It's two years. Yeah. I could have been washing my hair or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For two whole years. Washing my hair. One hair at a time. Exactly. Justice Saunders concluded that Sabina had a low level of culpability on her actions. From a quote of him, I understand that the that this sentence will seem entirely inadequate to the relatives of the deceased. However, I've sentenced on the basis that the reason for this killing was the mental illness, and therefore the culpability of the defendant is low. And therefore, the sentence I have passed is designed to protect the public. It is not designed to reflect the grief of the relatives, the grief the relatives have suffered, or to measure the value of Mr. Hollinshed's life. No sentence that I could pass could do that. It is, it is a sentence which I hope fairly measures a truly tragic event. Sabina was and is suffering from delusions, which she believed to be true, and they dictated her behavior. It is not one of those cases where the defendant could have done something to avoid the onset. Hmm. True. Sabina was sentenced to five years of prison and was sent to Bronzefield Women's Prison where she turned to Christianity. As you do. Having spent 439 days in custody before sentencing, that left her first eligible for release in 2011. So, this bitch been out for eight years. <laughs> what? What? Well, she was first eligible. Did she get out? Let's see. Many questions were left unanswered and... Detective Superintendent Dave Garrett stated that the reasons for the two events may never truly, never be truly known or understood, but the taking of Glenn's life was violent and senseless act. Some called for an investigation into the way the criminal justice system handled the matter, including Peter Malloy, an MP for Stoke South Robert Flolo. Flolo. Do 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 do. <laughs> I don't know. 
Gary Hollinshed, brother of the man, man killed by Sabina, Gary and Glenn. So, Gary is alive, Glenn is not. Isn't there, like, a movie called Glenn Gary Ross? We found! <laughs> There's a conspiracy here! Glenn Gary Ross will show us the way! I don't know what happened just now, but okay. 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 Brother of the man killed by Sabine was critical of the justice system, which he believed, which he viewed as enabling Sabina to kill his brother, stating, We don't hold her responsible, the same as we don't blame a rabid dog for biting someone. She is ill and to a large degree not responsible for her actions, but her mental disorder should have been recognized much earlier. I do question the criminal justice system for allowing somebody like this to be let out when she is capable of committing such a crime. Her mental condition should have been properly assessed after what she did on the motorway and the experience that police had. Her mental disorder should have been picked up prior to her being let out of the community. Glenn saw Erickson in distress and was just trying to help. He wasn't slow in coming forward to help someone in distress. It was in his nature. He was trying to help. He would have helped anybody if he saw a fight in the street and a guy was losing, he would help. That's all we know. Dang. So, one went back to America after she broke both her legs by running into a fucking semi. And, and she was chill. And she's like, okay, no, I'm good now. It's fine. And the other was like, I'm gonna fucking stab this guy. Five times. Five times. With the kitchen knife. With the kitchen knife. And hit another guy in the back of the head. With a roof tile from my magic pants. After hitting herself in the head with a hammer. I just turned into Yzma. That's why. With a hammer. Pull the lever, Kronk. Wrong lever. Why do we even have that lever? What are we even doing anymore? Apparently quoting the Emperor's new groove. So that was the Erickson twins. And they're not so good. Very bad day in England. A terrible. No good. Very, very bad, bad day. day. In England. When they should have stayed in Ireland. They should have went to Australia. Maybe they would have, like, you know, calmed their shit down sooner. Gotten halfway there, like, maybe we should go back. I said that as a joke, because in Alexander and the Terrible Horrible No Good Very Bad Day, he wants to go to Australia to get away from everything, but they were in England, and that's where they <laughs> sent fugitives for a while, was to Australia. So, I send them to it's fine. Australia, you're like, ah, come out here, mate. Come play with the dingoes. <laughs> this is such a bad... I can't do accents. I used to, but I don't. Can't what now. What just happened? I was like, Australians were like, I might well put some shrimp on the barbie and go chase the dingoes. Because they ate our babies. <laughs> and that's why I don't want children. Because the dingoes, dingoes will eat, eat them. them. And in this episode, we explored the many reasons why you don't want children. This is why Emery doesn't want children. Because the dingoes, the poop, the pee, the ghosts. What else was it? Them being fucking psychotic. Yeah. 
Mostly the poop and the pee. Yeah. Mostly. Oh. Dingoes. I need to go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> My head hurts. No. We've had so much. <laughs> it's been a long day. This is true. It's been it's a very been a full long, day. Full day. All right. It's been a good day. True. It's been a good day. And ended it on a good note with this nonsense of a podcast that people seem to like. <laughs> oh. One day we will have a Facebook. We're still working on it. And by we, I mean me. Because I... <laughs> I can't find the time slash motivation slash remember. Sit down and actually make it. Make that Facebook page. <laughs> Join, hashtag make that Facebook page. <laughs> hashtag get it. Hashtag get it. Well, that's it, my friends. It's been a lovely evening. I'm going to go lay down because my throat hurts from screaming. But also, I've been out in the heat and the allergies. And I quite like want to die now. <laughs> Alright, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye-bye. Jesus <laughs> <laughs>